0: Costa, how's it going?
1: Good. How are you, Polly? Uh
0: I'm pretty good. What did you score? I scored
1: 1420.
0: Well, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. How'd you how'd you get fourteen twenty?
1: What do you mean how did I get fourteen twenty? The scores my team added up to 1420 points.
0: Yeah, but you've got like Latrell and oh yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs>
1: Uh, Let's scored okay. Uh, so my trades last week were I brought in Pappenhausen and I was thinking that that was, you know, I was the smartest man in the world about 20 minutes into the Dragons game because I brought in Pappenhausen from Lomax.
0: Oh, and Lomax beautiful.
1: scored about two points uh, in the first 20 minutes mm-hmm. and then went on to score 100 himself. So that, yeah. I still think in the long term, it's probably going to be a good trade. But, yeah, as the week panned out, I would have much rather trans, uh, trade out Luttrell. Um, so if
0: I didn't have Lomax, I'd be trading weeks. him in this week.
1: I, 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 just, I don't know about that. Yeah. He's got a pretty yeah. good draw coming up, but like I still think that he's going to score some 30, 30s and 40s. But anyway, it did look very good on the weekend against a very bad manly side.
0: Mm-hmm. What's was, what was the other trade?
1: I brought in Luke Keary for Drinkwater, which is also pretty okay. good. Captain Teddy... I had Cohen Hess who scored well. Yeah. Um, yeah, just generally pretty pretty good. Mansour was yep. a bit of a disappointment, and yeah. Tarpany mm-hmm. But they were my only bad scorers, and so I moved up to about fourteen hundred.
0: Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, I had a twelve ninety four. Won my head to head. I think I'm five and two at the moment. So, good. doing okay there. Uh, moved up to about 18,000.
1: In the top 20?
0: Top 20K? it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, on. That's right. So, yeah. So, pretty, pretty positive week for both of us, I think. So, what's happening this week?
1: Well, so, okay, so there's a few things I want to talk about this week. So, I'm starting to think a lot about what my final 17 potentially 18 is going to look like
0: uh-huh.
1: um so both so both what that's going to look like and how i'm going to get there mm-hmm. so i want to talk about that uh i also want to talk about there's a bunch of sort of mid-range guys at the moment that a lot of people are talking about and potentially you know quite a lot of value mm-hmm. um and that does sort of tie into what i what I mentioned before about your final 17 and whether yep. you should actually be sort of spending trades now on kind of mid-range guys. Yep. And yeah, we can just look quickly at some of the, the teams and some of the matchups this week and see if there's anything juicy in there.
0: All right, cool. Let's Well, let's start with that. Let's fly through the teams first. So uh, Thursday night, Roosters Raiders. So the most important part of this game to me is going to be the warm-up. I think. <laughs> Why? Because, because I want to see... Yeah, I want to see what side of the field Ikeval is on.
1: Yeah, that's that's really interesting, isn't it?
0: The, the, left, the left is a black hole at the moment, as Ryan Hall owners would attest to from last week. It did move... F- like, the attack, which was already hev- heavily weighted on the right, moved even further right... Uh, without Tupu in the team,
1: yeah,
0: I thought. And yeah, so I, I don't want the Roosters left-winger, but I do want the Roosters right-winger. Um, yeah. And with Ikevalu's massively negative break-even, if that's going to be him, he'll be coming into my team. If it's not, um, I think I'll skip him.
1: It's going to be hard because if BMoz isn't named, we, like sorry, Moz has been named, but if he pulls out, mm. then we still might not know. Yeah. We still yeah. Not, might not know who plays on what side when BMOS does come back.
0: Look, my um, my gut feeling is that Ikevalu will get to stay on the right. And my reason for that is, so BMOS came to the club. Uh, Tupu was the incumbent. He's played on the left his entire career. Why would he ever move? Like, he's going to he's gonna stay on the left. So Bemos has to go to the right. Uh, But now that that left-wing position has opened up, he now gets to go over to a position... He actually played most of his career on the left wing as opposed to the right wing. Um, He gets to play on the same side as his brother. And I think the only thing that was stopping him playing on the left was um, the incumbent left-winger being there. And Ikevalu, I think I've only ever seen him play on the right from memory as well. So I feel like the natural fit is for Bmos to go stand next to his brother, and Ikavalu to stay on the right.
1: If you're right about that, Ikevalu becomes a huge buy this week.
0: You have to buy him. You have to buy him. But you know, it's going to take it's going to take somebody uh, at the game or something like that tweeting it out or whatever. We're going we like we have to know beforehand because Robinson's come out and said. Yeah, I'm not telling you that. Wow,
1: great. I Sorry. don't think I'm going to buy him either way. Why? If just and this goes into what I want to talk about later. But I'm trying to finalize my seventeen, and I mean, I guess Eguvala could be in my seven, my final seventeen in a way if he plays. On do that you feel like?
0: Ring. Yeah. Do you feel like you have enough enough money to finalize your seventeen at this point?
1: Yes, I have a plan to get there.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Anyway, let's get talking about this game. Uh, Yep. Big news is that Hodgson's out forever. Um, Havili comes in. I don't think he's super coach relevant. To be honest, I think he's going to get a big spell.
0: Mm Hmm.
1: Um. Interestingly, the Raiders came out and said they're interested in Billy Walters. Okay. So I've still got Billy Walters, who's also (laughs) getting a run. This week, but he's getting a run in the halves, so he could score poorly. Yeah, uh, yep. but if he gets a little run at the Raiders, that might be good. Although you'd you think he'd still play on the bench.
0: Isn't there a uh, uh, isn't there some kind of trade deadline? Or did I, I just make that up?
1: I think it's in August, like early August. Okay.
0: Yeah. okay. All right. So um, with Simonson out, Rapana's back in the team. I guess Kotrick would surely go back over to the left and Rapana plays on the right why? I think
1: just because Rapana always played on the right
0: and Kotrick's always played on the left until this season
1: I mean if that's the case Rapana becomes a buyer to me why? because the left he's, is the, he's not, the jack white yes, but the in the jack White, and, yeah. yeah right and he's 314k or something he's got his break even of like 60 odd and they played the Roosters so you can wait a week and have a mm-hmm. look. Mm-hmm. but he could be a buy next week Yep. Um,
0: but the, the question is like, how many points there, have the Raiders got in them for the rest of the season They f- it feels like many. they're grinding to a halt
1: you know what though what? Hodgson's injury could be good for their backs
0: I think it'll be good for George Williams actually
1: it could be good for both of them uh, sorry, yeah. well it could be good for all of their backs really because Hodgson just basically plays through the forwards yep. he like rarely even gives it to his house yep um, so, anyway.
0: So, yeah. So, Curtis got on the bench um, and then three forwards. Storm Titans.
1: Yep, yep, which Butcher's going okay. Sorry, back on the Roosters. But he scored 60 yep. odd last week. But I still think that Louis. Yep. Is it Louis? Is his name? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Isaac Liu. Isaac yep. Liu,
1: sorry. I think yep. he's going to take his spot when he comes back. So, he's no go for me. Uh, Tumpany mm-hmm. looks like he should be getting minutes in that team, but he got benched last week and got fuck-all minutes, and it annoyed the crap out of me. Okay. All right, all right.
0: that'll do. Uh, off the Sunshine Coast, Storm Titans.
1: Yeah, this this is shaping up as an absolute flogging.
0: Do you reckon Munster plays?
1: So they said they're gonna they're gonna test him at the captain's run on Thursday, and see. Okay. I'm hoping we know. Like I'm hoping they tell us on Thursday night before Mm -hmm. the Roosters game Mm -hmm. um, because he's a big trade target for me this week. Um, And the guy I'd be selling is George Williams who plays on Thursday Thursday night. Got it. Yep. Um, So I need to know by tomorrow night whether he's in or not Mm -hmm. to get in. Um, Yep. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I think it's still a bit 50-50 whether he plays or not. They might Mm -hmm. not, like it's, why would they risk him against the Titans?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I think that's a very good question. And even if they do, is he going to play a whole game?
1: Yeah. And is he going to carve up as much as he might if he's still like a little bit hampered?
0: That's right. That's right. He's a, yeah, I'm. he's a wait and see for me. Mind um, you,
1: he scored 55 points in 40 minutes on one leg against New Zealand.
0: Sure. Sure. Uh, um,
1: yep. Both firm or. Both firm
0: also. I I got him last week and I played him as well. Um, You'd be happy he scored that try. I I was very happy he scored that try because, yeah, there was nothing going on out at left center. Um, In the back
1: row, though, he looks great.
0: He does, yeah. So.
1: What do you think happens when when Old Man comes back? Sideshow ball. Yeah, Proctor. Proctor.
0: Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like Verma, I think has been playing only on the left. I might be wrong about that, but yeah, I don't know. I-, I feel like he's already better than Hipgrave.
1: I feel like he's better than Hipgrave too. So I don't know. I'm like I'm all in on him. I think I think he's going to be good. Look, if he gets dropped at some point, bad luck. The other, the only other option basically was to knock someone out anyway. I think so. Exactly. I think I think he's worth the punt. I think he's basically a. I won't say must-buy, but a very good buy this week.
0: Are you getting um, him? Sorry? Are you going to get him? I
1: am, yeah. I'm planning yeah, to. Okay. Um, they've got centres back in the centres, which helps. Poor, okay. poor Bo got absolutely just shafted by RTS last week. Yeah. RTS just burned him on the outside. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but I looks okay. Yeah, he looks all right. Yep. But, yeah, I just still think that they're going to get a, an absolute flogging. Uh. Brian Pappenhausen, if you don't have him, I got him last week and I was pretty happy with myself. But uh, mm-hmm. I think he's a very good buy. The Ponga injury has actually made things interesting again, right? Sorry, the Ponga injury—he's not injured. The Ponga being shit.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Um,
0: in in that second fullback position at the moment, yeah, that, that's right.
1: I think. Yeah, so we know we've got Gutherson and Pappenhausen and Edwards, who are all kind of viable options, given that Pong is in such terrible form. Yep.
0: Yeah, so and if if Charlie Staines ever sees you know a first grade squad again, you almost have to buy him as well.
1: So did you hear the rumor that he went to hospital with lockjaw?
0: <laughs> so what is lockjaw?
1: I don't even really know what lockjaw is, but it's like I think it's when you. Like basically dislocate your jaw to the point where you can't close it. Okay. So he had a big night. He scored four tries. Had a massive mm-hmm. night with all his mates, and yeah. then ended up in hospital with lockjaw jaw. Fill in the blanks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Anyway, yeah. So I think that's like Pappenhausen plays. <laughs> He's still giggling. <laughs> <laughs> Pappenhausen played the title to the Broncos I think he's an amazing buyer this week but if, you, if you've still got Ponga consider it um, last week I said don't sell Ponga if I had him I might still hang on to him he's almost becoming a pot again Yeah. I don't know what I would do if I had him to be honest but he's going to lose a lot of money again this week
0: um, I'd sell him. I'd sell him just on the off chance that he's actually just carrying an injury. Because last last week I thought maybe one bad game. But this week I'm like,
1: uh, He's also had a lot of head knocks.
0: Wrong. Yeah.
1: So you'd think like one more head knock and he could be out for a few weeks. Yep. Um, all right. Next game is the uh, Tigers Broncos game.
0: Sure. Um, so Harry Grant had a rest.
1: Yes, he did.
0: Little one. It was at like, I think, seven or eight minutes or something like that. But You'd be
1: surprised if he had a rest this week, though, given that I can't see, say, Luke Brooks going to hook up or Benji going to hook up.
0: Mm. But Billy Walters could go to
1: hooker. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, maybe he gets another rest. I'm not sure that it matters that much. If he's only getting well, like eight or ten minutes... Certainly don't think that makes him a trade.
0: Okay, yeah, maybe not. But considering everybody's got him, I think if people are looking for uh, an out, he might be a player to sell. I'm just, and yeah. yeah,
1: maybe. I don't know. Yeah. He's not on the sell list for me. I suppose, mm-hmm. as we just said, the the storm. have got two good games up against the Titans and the Broncos coming up, so. You could trade him to Cameron Smith if you wanted to sort of pot up a bit there, but yeah. uh, look, I still think he's a hold, and it's pretty pretty soft. I mean, he's playing the Broncos this week. You know, he could score yeah. a lot of points against against them. Tommy Talau is back. Yeah, which is interesting. I didn't think he was going to be back yet. Owners will be happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Lawrence in the centres. He's got three more games, you would think. He's like two hundred and seventy K and scored seventy points last week. hmm uh-huh. Take a punt on him for three weeks?
0: I mean Is Chris Lawrence older than Father Time?
1: <laughs> uh, well like... is Father Time Cameron Smith. There's actually quite a few guys in this in this kind of category. So there's Chris Lawrence Jordan Rapana, who we talked about, who's like 315k, is going to be cheaper next week. Mm.
0: Don't say James Roberts.
1: There's James Roberts, and there's both Broncos' second rowers. Oh, yeah. So both Ben Teo and Corey Oates are like around that 250, 260k mark. And they're both starting second rowers. Yeah. And you would think... yeah, If this
0: was round one, they'd be no-brainers.
1: They would be. They would be. I don't think I'm, like, really interested in any of them. Right. Um, just because the time of the season, and I don't actually see any of them as particularly good scorers. Ben Teo, how many weeks do you think? I mean, Alex Glenn's out for, like, eight weeks. Mm-hmm. So who holds the spot when, say, David Fafita comes back, who's still three or four weeks away?
0: Well, I reckon Teo gets to hold his spot. 'Cause Oates is good off the bench. Covers a lot of positions off the bench.
1: Yeah, unless Pangai goes back into the second row or something, but he was great at pop yeah. last week. It's hard to yeah. know. Like there's there's certainly risk around it, but just you could do worse than Teo at like two hundred and sixty K as a starting second round.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I missed the Broncos game on the weekend. Tessie was involved.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he was. And he the good thing about it is so he had that he had one um nice little try-assist, line-break-assist to the winger mm-hmm. Off, mm-hmm. off a scrum or something. But I think he made yeah. like 18, 19 runs. Okay. Um, so he... Yeah, I think he's quite playable, definitely this week. Yep. Um, I'm going to be forced to play him based on the trades that I'm thinking of making.
0: Mm-hmm. Dragons, dogs. So... Yeah. I Okay. Dean Pay to Trent Barrett is a backwards move.
1: Oh, hmm. uh, I don't have a lot of sympathy for Dean Pei. Everyone's been saying he's got shit. He's had a shit team to work with. Well, he has. Yeah, except that he was the one that bought like 11 average second rowers. Like, some of the okay. roster is his own fault.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know.
1: I'd... Like, he certainly didn't improve his, his own roster, so he's got to take some responsibility for that name one good trade that made in, in, what how long has he been at the helm a year and a half
0: I don't really mind uh, any of the second rowers he brought in
1: they're just they're not like, bad but, but like if you look at that team is the one thing you're going to do is buy some like pretty average second rowers Joe Simpson
0: yeah but who was available like he needed backs not really many backs have become available must have been
1: some must have been some. Their backs are awful.
0: The entire team is awful, and I, and I, I don't think he could have done much. Like and now they've got a kitty, so Barrett's going to go out, go out shopping for next year, spend like their three mil salary cap that they've got, and look like a genius.
1: Maybe I don't mind Barrett as a coach. It's hard to know, like like the that Manly team seems to have pretty bad defense, but their attack was alright. Hard to say, hard to say.
0: Yeah, um, but, okay, so he left that team, Des came in and improved it. Like, how do the Bulldogs feel like, ah, oh, yeah, anyway, let's, yeah,
1: whatever. Also, so remember, d- remember that he was a first-time coach, Trent Barrett. Like, I don't know. Do you ever get something exactly right the first time? The, the, yeah, the interesting I, question to, for me is if you were Trent Barrow, would you take the job? All these I coaches would. that come in and take these jobs, like Justin Holbrook and Dean Pay, and uh, who else has taken a shit job? I don't know, Nathan Brown when he took the job at the Knights. Yeah. Like, do you take that job just because it's a first grade job? You know, if, if you've got nothing to work with, you might just be doomed. That could be the end of your career based just on the cattle that you've got.
0: Yeah, but at some point, like, every cl- every team climbs out of it and every coach is going to think he's the guy to get them out.
1: Yeah, but like, you, like, think so you're, you're the take, guy, you're still but the... maybe you need to, like, just bide your time and come into a decent team. Like, Nathan Brown's basically fucked now, I think. He's got three wooden spoons against his name.
0: Isn't he coaching the Warriors? Nathan Brown? Yeah, next year.
1: Has... Really? Really?
0: Uh, I don't know. Some, I don't that know. Rumor, maybe I just made that up.
1: I haven't heard that, but maybe. Yeah. I think he's an all right coach. Anyway, back to this game. Jason Saab, he's only in for like a week or so, right?
0: Oh, yeah, I think so, yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. What do you think of Adam Clune?
0: I think he's all right. I, he was a little bit clunky his first couple of games, but like I liked him coming out of the Reggies, and he, uh, yeah, he's been playing pretty well. I think he's been great. I think he's been he, great. Like, yeah, Corey Norman just like is like he's like, oh, okay, we're not that far from the try line. I've got the ball on the fifth. I'm just gonna put up a crossfield bomb.
1: Like, come on, mate. Corey Norman is fucking terrible at the moment. He's shit. Um, our boy Josh Kerr got over for a try last week. That was nice.
0: I know. I know. I'm so I'm so glad that's like one player I don't have to look at trading out this week.
1: He, I knew that he would at some point. One of the reason why I had him in my team from day one is because I knew that he had a try in him. Anyway, he finally got it. Let's hope he can <laughs> score another one.
0: Cam <laughs> uh, McInnes didn't play 80.
1: No, but the game was pretty well won by then. Sure. Let's see what happens this week. I think he's going to keep getting 80 in close games. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if he goes on a two or three-week stretch of getting 60 minutes, that'll be a concern.
0: Yep. So, at Dogs... Uh, Mini and DW's out of swap positions, I think. Oh yeah,
1: uh,
0: which, back to which Yeah, which is gonna be relevant a little bit later. Um, okay. And Luke Thompson, how did he look? I didn't actually see this game, see the dogs game either.
1: I thought he looked pretty good. He didn't get huge minutes. Um yep. but they might build. Mm-hmm. He looks like a you know, he looks like a good player. Let's yep. see what he what he can do over the next couple of weeks. All right. So, South's yeah. Knights. South's Knights. Uh, Jackson Paulo gets a run. Jackson. Oh yeah, with an X. So, Ponger Ponga, and like, uh, yeah, sorry, in the in the, uh, the Rabbits team, there's not that much else to see. Um, yep. you got Latrell and um, Campbell Graham out. So, Corey Allen comes in, but that's not super coach relevant because he's a terrible super mm-hmm. coach player. Mm-hmm. Um, Damien Cook's looked pretty good in recent weeks, but... Still don't know if you trade him in over some of the other popular hookers.
0: He's the highest averaging hooker, I believe, over the last five weeks.
1: By how much, though?
0: Four or five points.
1: Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, Kalen ponger We talked about him briefly, just mm-hmm. stinking it up at the moment. Bradman Best as well, probably related, yep. stinking it up. I'm going to hold on to Bradman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not
0: playing this week, right?
1: I am going to play him this week.
0: Wow, okay. The,
1: I don't have a choice based on the trades that I'm making. I'm going to hold on to Latrell Mitchell.
0: What?
1: Yeah, I'm going to hold on to Latrell because when he comes back in two weeks, he's got two very good games. Mm-hmm. And Bradman has got the Bunnies and he's up against Dan Gagai, I think, in the centres. Dane Gagai or James Roberts?
0: Uh, he'd be up against left and right and right. Okay, James Roberts.
1: Either way, not a great defender and they're like both the wingers are kind of fresh. I don't know that, that back line for the Bonnies just doesn't look that good defensively to me. Mm-hmm. Um, And they haven't been that good defensively all year and then yep. they've got the Broncos next week so, you know he's losing cash but I don't really care about that at this point. I think he might yep. score Okay.
0: Do you reckon uh, Clemmer benefits out of dance safety being injured?
1: Maybe. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. He might get a few extra minutes. He's mm. already, like, top two or three props, but... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, probably a good time to get him, though, if, if you're looking at him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm very happy with Carrigan up there at the moment, but...
0: Yeah, me too. All right. Uh, seagulls, eels.
1: Oh, the seagulls are just terrible at the moment. Yep. amazing how much of a difference one player makes although yeah. I guess it lost uh, AFB as well but it's mostly mm-hmm. their, their shit attack that's their problem at the moment mm-hmm. not much just like I don't have any manly players in my team and I don't think any of them are really relevant a few people got on money no. to power last week but he didn't really yep. do that well
0: yeah yeah yeah. and
1: Jack Turbo's just been sort of cruising along, nothing really special yeah Bartho had another pretty good game last week. Yep, Mostly off the back of that cheeky quick tap. Mm -hmm. Sivo scored poorly, which was good for me. Because I'll be looking to get him in in a couple of weeks.
0: Yep. Um, Uh, Mato scored a try. I I can't see how I'm going to get him into my team anytime soon. Every time I'm looking for a way to do it, I just don't have the money for it. And every time I think he's going to come down a little bit, he scores a try.
1: Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Get him in. Um, Dylan Brown was looking amazing last week until he got HIA'd. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: he doesn't pass the ball very much, I've noticed. But uh, he's he's getting just all the ball with Moses out. And yeah, he, he could score very well this week and over the next couple of weeks.
0: Um, uh-huh.
1: Nathan Brown looked really good too.
0: Yep. And uh, Junior Polo uh, didn't play out the game, right?
1: Yeah, he had like back spasms or something. Mm-hmm. Which means that if he can overcome that, he's he'll stay sort of reasonably priced for a couple of weeks. Sharks-Warriors. Uh-huh. So you know the Sharks are the second worst uh, defensive team at the moment, statistically?
0: Oh, I will be coming to that also very shortly. But yes, I am aware. Thank you.
1: I'm not sure it's relevant this week because you're not really going to buy anyone for the Warriors.
0: Yeah. Well... Yeah, this, so this is the last week that I think, what is it, four Warriors players are in the team before they go back to New Zealand?
1: So they actually announced um, today that they've booked their flights for after the Roosters game, and they're now going to play in the Roosters game.
0: I see. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. All right, and two of those players are their starting wingers, uh, Ken Mamalo and Dave uh, Fustua.
1: Yeah, who give them a lot of go forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's going to hurt them quite a lot.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And then off to the Sharks. So I've got Sione Katoa. He had a very poor week last week, scored 10 and, and missed the last 12 minutes of the game with an HIA. Right. I think I'm going to hold him. He's going to lose money, but I think I'm going to hold him.
1: I think I would. And
0: obviously I'm playing him this week.
1: Now, we've talked about this a lot, but Ronaldo's oh my back. God, the right-left right,
0: thing. Yeah, Ronaldo's back.
1: Is he, does he keep the right or not? Uh, it's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you'd love to know. know. You'd love to know because a Katoa for Ikevalu trade could be pretty nice if Ikevalu does get that right wing spot.
0: Yeah, but you won't know again.
1: That's what I mean, you won't know. Yeah. Have a dip. Maybe. Maybe we'll see. Uh, so Jack Williams finally got dropped or is he injured?
0: Uh, no, he's, uh, oh, he's, he's in the, dropped. He's, he's dropped. 18th man.
1: So he has... Uh, statistically, the worst hands in the NRL.
0: <laughs> okay. Drops a lot of he balls.
1: Dropped, he drops the ball every six and a half possessions.
0: What, Which, as in every time the ball is... Like, every sixth time the ball is in his hand, he drops it? Yeah.
1: That's
0: that's ridiculous.
1: 6.7 or something. Yeah. That's like... I, I just told you, he's got the worst hands in the NRL. He's worse than, like, Vuna oh, He's worse than DWZ...
0: Well, that that's the thing I was going to say. Like, you'd think it'd be a back.
1: No, Jack Williams. Okay. Although, like, that was of people that like there could be someone worse that's had like you know three possessions and dropped one. Sure. sure. But of the people that have had a reasonable amount of possessions, he was the worst. Uh, so yeah, about time he got dropped. So Rudolph comes into thirteen for him, but there's not a lot to see really at the at the Sharkies. Uh yep. S J going along okay. I, so I made that big call about Kiri being the best half in the game last last week. At the yeah. Moment. SJ, I think, is the best out-and-out ball player.
0: What do you mean ball
1: player? Like, he's the the best in the NRL at the moment at putting guys in holes. Okay. Like, if, either it's short to his back rower or long to his winger. It's mm-hmm. just like it's like training run for him. He just like takes a couple of steps, puts a guy in a hole, puts him over. It's like yep. two every game. Yeah, yeah, and his kicking game and getting the the resets, sort of short kicking game is pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Still doesn't get involved and run the ball enough, for my liking. But just his ball playing at the moment is incredible. Yep. So yeah, he's looking pretty good, yeah. and they've got a very good run.
0: They do. Happy to have him in my team. And then finally, Panthers Cowboys last game of the week.
1: So the Cowboys have statistically the worst defense in the league, and by quite a long way. They've Mm -hmm. conceded 46 tries this season and the next worst is 42. Okay. Now, that is is somewhat uh, skewed by the fact that they've played the Roosters and the Titans haven't. Yes. Uh, But even still, they're very, very bad. So, yeah, like, I've got Josh Mansour and I've got uh, Isaiah Yo and I've got Cleary and Appy. Gosh, if I had trades I'd probably get more of the more of the Panthers this week. A lot of people are getting on Stephen Crichton.
0: Yeah. So I said last week that I'd be trading in Mansell this week, but after I got scared off after his game last week where they put put up what was it like forty something points 50. and fifty something points and he got what, thirty one or something? Twenty nine. Twenty nine?
1: You got cheaper love- line break assist, which annoyed me.
0: Right. But um, do, you, do you think a lot of that is Stephen Crichton, just being a ball hog?
1: I don't know if Crichton's actually a ball hog. Uh, I think legitimately he was just in space and like he, he should have run the ball when he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it seems like Crichton's getting a lot of opportunities. And given that he's cheaper than Mansoor and has a negative B.E. or a very low B.E., I think it is negative, actually. Um,
0: yeah, it is. It's minus 33 or something.
1: If I didn't have either of them and I had the choice, I'd probably get on Crichton. His base is yeah. a little bit lower than Mantle's, but it does seem like, you know, like you're not getting him for base, really. No, no. You're getting him hoping he goes big again. Against yeah. the Cowboys. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but either of them, I think, potentially good trades, given their draw... Panthers draw is probably the softest draw of anyone for the rest of the for the the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: It's super, super soft. So, yep. yeah, any Panthers backs, I can understand. Brent Naden as well is a pretty good buy.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to get Stephen Criden this week instead of Josh Mansor. Right. Um, so the negative break-even is... Uh, is a big thing, and uh, I still want to make some money in my team. But I had a little bit of of a look at how some of the worst teams are conceding the tries that they are conceding. Right. Uh, Now, you said the Cowboys have conceded the most 46 tries. Mm -hmm. That's correct. And uh, 28 of those 46 tries that they've conceded were conceded to either a center or a winger. Right.
1: yeah, it's interesting. So they're all coming now, out wide.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, hang on. Let's, let's now look at a team like Dogs, who have conceded, I, th- I think they've conceded 40 tries. And, uh, 16, and 20 of those 40 are to a center or a winger. It's not
1: that but, different, but it's a little bit lower percentage.
0: It's a little bit lower, but here's where it gets interesting. Of the 20 tries the dogs have conceded, 16 of them were to an actual winger, and four of them were to a center. Okay. Okay? I'm just going to jump over to uh, the Titans as another example. 13 tries conceded to wingers, five tries conceded to centers. Broncos, 12 tries conceded to wingers, 6 tries conceded to centres. This isn't surprising to us. Obviously, wingers are going to concede a lot... Oh, sorry, wingers are going to score a lot more tries than centres, right? Yeah, roughly 2-1. to
1: one, yes. Roughly 2-1. to one.
0: So Okay. About right. Cowboys, 15 tries to wingers, 13 tries to centres. Yeah, okay. So they actually concede a lot more to centres than any other team. Uh, like... Yeah. By almost double. It's
1: fascinating. Great analysis.
0: Left center, which is Stephen Crichton's position, they've conceded seven tries this year to left centers. Yeah. Um, and the only position they've conceded more tries to is right winger, where they've conceded, conceded ten tries to the right winger. Oh, sorry. The, yeah, right wingers have scored ten tries on the Cowboys.
1: So that's Brent Naden.
0: That's Brent Naden. Sure. But I'll take I'll take Crichton uh, over Naden, I think.
1: Yeah, right. That's fascinating. So, yeah. so, who's the left center? Is it Connolly? Uh,
0: at the moment, it is, yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. So, yeah, he's a rookie. Interestingly, Mitchell no, Dunn but, but, has got the but, the start over Drinkwater.
0: Oh yeah, I didn't actually notice that.
1: Yeah, Drinkwater's injured. Okay. He's got. He's out for like six weeks with a knee injury, or four to six weeks, or something. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So that's going to be interesting to see how Mitch Dunn goes at 5 eight. You'd think that would hamper their attack a bit, but might actually shore up their defense. Maybe if Mitch Dunn has sort of got the lateral movement.
0: Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Sorry, just just to just to finish the point I was saying before. Because it's left-centre that I think is is going to be... Or both centres are lucrative, but I think left-centre is slightly more so. He's actually running at Masters. Oh, okay. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, just to... Yeah.
1: yeah, so it's, okay. it's Masters has been letting in all the tries this, this year, basically.
0: Well, yeah, Masters and, and the left-winger... The left-winger for the Cowboys, whoever that's been, it's been a rotation of a few people. But it's definitely... Uh, a leaky, leaky position for them.
1: A leaky boat.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, we talked about Dylan Edwards briefly. I, if you had ponga, and wanted a real pod, you could do worse than Dylan Edwards. Since the the presumption, I think his low score is around sixty.
0: Yeah, but what's like what's changed with Dylan Edwards? Like he was he was not even in first grade a year ago.
1: Well, stopped dropping the ball, which helped. Sure. And the the Panthers have just generally got their attack together, I think. And Sorry?
0: Do you think it's all mental? mental. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, I think he does have suspect hands, but it seems to be going okay at the moment. Maybe he's just a bit of a confidence player. He's always Mm -hmm. had, like, a lot of runs in his game. You know what I mean? He's always been very busy. He's a really good support player. So it means when, Mm -hmm. when Penrith are dominating... There are lots of opportunities up the middle for a guy like that, mm-hmm. yep. which he's capitalising on at the moment. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. Very interesting. I think I think Pappenhausen's probably the better buy, but certainly very interesting.
0: I actually think because you traded Lomax for Pappenhausen, I reckon I'm happy to bet you that Lomax outscores Pappenhausen for the rest of the season.
1: That's a ridiculous bet. I can make it. Okay,
0: excellent. Twenty bucks?
1: How much? How much? Twenty. Done. Alright. Yep. Absolutely. Good. Good. Yeah, so that's all the games. Um I I, I wanna talk a little bit about yeah, my, my sort of final team makeup.
0: Okay. What's it look like? You ready
1: like? to have that that chat?
0: I'm I'm set.
1: When I was thinking about this, I was I looked through the averages of in the various positions. Mm-hmm. So at Hooker, you've got three guys that are averaging well over seventy. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Smith, Appy, and and Grant. Yeah, I'm, I'm counting McInnes as the second row for this. This exercise, yes. Um, so Smith, Appy, and Grant all averaging over seventy-two, and then mm-hmm. Damien Cook, who, as you said, is the best uh, performer over the last five rounds, averaging sixty-nine. So just keep that in mind for for a moment that you've got at least three guys and there's only two spots, and they're all averaging well over seventy.
0: Can I just take us on a little detour for a moment? Sure. The best pod, I think in Supercoach at the moment is Reese Robson.
1: I was going to say to you that like any other year, Reese Robson would have like 50% ownership.
0: So since he's gone to 80 minutes, he's averaging 77. Yeah. Which is what, five or six games now? And he has 0.9% ownership and he's it was only 560K with a 77 average.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it, like it's, the, the problem is, it's not worth getting off like a Harry Grant to a Reece Watson and waiting to trade when they're they're more or less averaging the same.
0: But I reckon it is if you're coming like two thousandth and you need you need to you need a team that's different with to the top guys. I th- I think it's a great trade.
1: But yeah, I don't know. I just don't think that over the course of the season there's going to be that much difference. Even Maybe. though they're, they're different, unless like you know, you get lucky with a grand injury or something.
0: Maybe. All right, sorry, back to normal programming.
1: Anyway, so so just keep in mind that there are at least three hookers who average well over 70. Mm-hmm. Um, front row forward, I'm going to count Davida Pangai as a second rower for this exercise, but it doesn't really matter. Um, okay. Pain Hearths is averaging 75. Mm-hmm. And then there is no other front rower that's averaging over 70 if you don't count Davida Pangai. Not even Clemmer. Not even Clemmer. Clemmer is 69. Daniel Safidi, 69.6. Eisenhut, 69.5. Junifolo, 67. Okay,
0: so you're only ever going to play two
1: front rowers. Well, I'm getting there. Don't spoil it.
0: Okay, Uh, sorry.
1: Then we go to the second rowers. Uh, There are five second rowers that are averaging 74.8 or more.
0: Okay. Um, so sorry, sorry, seconds. sorry, sorry. I'm looking
1: at the wrong thing. There are five second rowers that are averaging 78 or more. Okay. Including Tovita Pangai and then Tohu Harris is at 73.
0: Okay. And who are the others? We've got Crichton, Tamalolo, McInnes, and Madison. Madison.
1: And then okay. and then your fifth one could be. I think Pangai's average is probably a bit over what it actually is because he's only played five games and he's coming off 120. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, I put a slight discount on that average of 78. And then yep. Tohu Harris at 73. Okay. So remember, that's five guys averaging 73 or more, and there was only one that was over 69 in the front row. Yep. Uh, halfback, basically, it's Cleary and then a Wasteland. Cleary, yes. is Cleary at 74, and the next best is Dylan Brown at 65. Okay. 5'8", um, there is no one averaging over 70. Cameron mm-hmm. Munster's the best at 66.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh...
1: Center wing, you've actually got like Brett Morris. I'm not going to count Ike for the moment. Brett, Brett Morris mm-hmm. and Nofo both averaging 77 and over, and then Isaiah yeah. Yo 71, but then it goes down to like around 65 for the fourth, mm-hmm. fourth best.
0: Is it Zach Lomax? I've bet it's Zach Lomax.
1: Uh, he is sixth after, oh. <laughs> after Katoni Stags. Okay. Yeah, he's doing quite well. Yeah. And then at fullback, you've got Well, if you don't count Charlie Staines, who's averaging 158, Mm -hmm. uh, you've obviously got Teddy. Dylan Edwards has got the second highest average at 78. Really? Yeah. And then Gutho at 71, sorry, 77.1. And then Tom Turbo and then Caelan Ponga. But even down at Kalen Ponga, who's fifth on the list, not counting Staines, Mm -hmm. he's still averaging 73. Right. So you've got like five real options there, all averaging well over seventy. Yep. So what that tells you is kind of where you got to earlier. It's basically, you're only going to have two front rowers. Yes. Um, you're going to have t- probably two hookers, because you can get two guys in those spots that are averaging well over 70. Yep. You're going to have two uh, fullbacks, I think. Mm-hmm. You're only going to have four center wings, so no reserves in the centers. You're going to have a yep. half, one halfback, one 5'8", yep. and five back rowers in your 17. Yep. Based Sounds on average, yes. So, on paper, that's basically how you should build your seventeenth. Okay. However, is there a butt coming? Oh, yes, there's a butt. However, the question for me, and what I've been thinking about lately, is can I build a composite seventeenth player in a in another position that I think is going to average more than say? A Tohu Harris at 73 or 74. Mm-hmm. Right? So can yes. I can I get maybe a 5-8 based on draw that maybe can average 80 over the rest of the season that mm-hmm. I can switch around?
0: And what's the answer to that question?
1: Well, I don't know what the answer to that question is, but the answer is I'm going to give it a crack. Because okay. I think you can play the two Roosters... Five eights potentially through to round 13 mm-hmm. and then or, or sorry, either, so either the two Roosters 5 eights or, or probably better than that is Munster and one of the Roosters 5-8s mm-hmm. I'm not sure which one is actually better yep. I, think, I think Kiri has a higher ceiling but also a lower floor so it's hard to know
0: Oh mate, like, Kiri's I think he had 13 points in base last week
1: yeah, it's terrible. He had two meat pies and a try assist and still only scored 69.
0: And a 4 strawberry, yeah.
1: But, yep. you know, are those are those not going to come in the games that he's got up until round 13?
0: They will, but is he worth trading in for a 70 average?
1: I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Like, you, you're banking on him sort of average. What I'm, what I'm getting at is that over the four rounds to round 13, you're banking on yep. him scoring more than 75, basically. Okay or averaging more than 75. Mm-hmm. And then you could trade to a Sean Johnson, perhaps, who's got the Titans in round 14. Um, and then maybe you could pick potentially Dylan Brown.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Um, he had some good games to end the season, I think. hmm Something like that. But you get what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah, so Dylan Brown from round 16 onwards has South, New Zealand, Penrith, Broncos, Tigers.
0: Well, I, I okay, so generally speaking I agree with you. I think I think you should be trading through at least one of those positions and playing the draw instead of just stacking up like the seventeen highest averaging players you can get.
1: I mean, it's a risk, right? Like the draw doesn't necessarily mean anything. Like Luke you could still throw out a twenty and if he does that you're kinda of screwed. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. I think that's what I'm going to try and do this season. So I'm actually going... So I've already got Luke Keary. I got him yep. last week. Mm-hmm. If Munster plays, I'm going to get Munster. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my team going forward will already be in that sort of formation of 2 five eights, two hookers, two fullbacks, and one reserve second-rower. So four okay. second-rowers. Yep. And I think that's how I'm going to carry my side going forward. Yeah. So basically after monster or I really, the two guys I really want to build out my 17, are Crichton and SIBO. And then I think I'm done.
0: So I feel like, okay. So I disagree because that second five, eight, whoever it's going to be, I just can't see them averaging as high as, uh, your second 5-8 with a good draw, I don't think will average as high as a good centre wing with a good draw.
1: No, uh, no, no. But I this think... is where this is where you've got to think about it, right? So, yeah. your good second wing—sorry, your good centre wing with a with a with a good draw—is not going to replace like they're going to replace your fourth centre wing. So then it so, becomes. So you're
0: still rotating that guy in and out. What well. I'm saying
1: is, you're never going to play four cent five centre wings. You're always, because of the way that the averages are stacked, you're always only going to want to play, play four center wings because you're going to have no, two why? guys, you're going to have at least two guys in there that are only averaging 65. You'll have to find five guys that have got like an amazing draw run. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's only two guys really in yeah. the center wing that are averaging 70 plus. So I think it's too hard. I think your whoever you're talking about as the fifth center wing will actually be your third center wing and you'll just not play whoever was going to be your fifth. No, but I mean, no. Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: No, I see what you're. You with me? Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. 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 So I don't think you can run five-centre wingers. I do think that there are pod-centre wingers you can get, but I think what you're going to end up doing is dropping, dropping your fifth-centre winger for every other Mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm.
0: Yep. Okay. So wait. So run me through your trades again.
1: So I think I'm going to get, I'm going to get rid of Tarpani for both Firma Yep. And if Munster plays, I'm going to do George Williams to Munster. Um, okay. If he doesn't play, I'll probably upgrade uh, either Katoa or Hess to Angus Crichton and then potentially double up on Roosters by Bates next week. To be honest, the only yep. spanner in, in there is what you just told me about Ikebalu. Mm. It has got me thinking a little bit. If Munster doesn't play, I might be tempted to get Ikebalu in if I think he's going to play on the right.
0: Yep. I'll tell you what I'm going to do this week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, so, I should have uh, asked you. It was impolite of
0: me. That's okay. <laughs> uh, so I already got firmware last week. I'm going to sell... I'm going to sell Jai Arrow, who's been stinking it up, um, which will... Ne- and this will necessitate me moving Isaiah Yo up into the second row for hopefully just a week.
1: Okay.
0: And... I'm going to bring in Ikevalu um, if I can tell that he's going to play on the right.
1: Sorry. For if reading. he does... Oh, you're stealing... Um, oh, um, arrow. So, yeah. So arrow arrow, Ikevallu, arrow yeah. out. Yeah. Azioa, and then, yeah, Ikevalu in. And then what's your other trade?
0: But hang on. So, if Ikevalu does, uh, does not play on the right, or I find out that he's not going to play on the right, I think... I think I want to trade Sevo in this week.
1: Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. Because like
0: Manly just got towed up by the Dragons. Um, that Garrick side has never been great in defence. Yeah, it's true. Sevo um, could have a field day. And then, and then, he after 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 this week, he's got Wests and Bulldogs and Sharks and St George. All teams that give up heaps of points. So why That's not right. get him this
1: week? Oh, he's got West next week, yeah, and then I'm yeah. targeting him for that Bulldogs game.
0: Is the Tigers' right side defence still crap?
1: It hasn't been that bad this year, and like mm. since since the resumption, they had that terrible game against Newcastle. Since then, it actually hasn't been that bad. It was mm. the other side that got shuttle over. Poor Reese Hodgson. Last week just looked yeah. absolutely lost and they just carved them up on that side. Um yeah, right. the only thing is that one of the reasons why the defence hasn't been so bad is because Nofo keeps plucking the ball out of the air.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Like eventually he's got to miss one of those intercepts and they score. Yeah. Um yeah. so yeah, Nofo's just been hitting all those intercepts, whereas most years they just he just comes in and they pass better off the top of him.
0: Yeah. So so Sivo has a thirty five point break even this week. Now after this week, he's 145 from the Cowboys game comes out, so he's going to have a very high break even next week. Yeah. Um,
1: and I think I'm going to get him the week after that, hoping that he doesn't. Yeah. Like, I'm just praying that um, he doesn't go too crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm so, so a yeah. Monster and, and, and quite an overheat.
0: Yeah, so my first trade will be, um, yeah, so Arrow out for either Icavalu or Sevo. Oh, and the cherry on top of the Sevo thing is the guy I'm playing in head-to-head is a Mad Eel supporter, and I just love, like, fucking people like that.
1: <laughs> so um, I guess what I was saying earlier, so, so there's a bunch of guys, right? There's, there's like, Rapana, Josh Adokar, Brinko Lee's pretty interesting this week. Yep. Like... If, if Kubalu plays on the left, you could get Brinko Lee for a couple of rounds and see how he goes. I think yeah. it's the right side of the, the storm that tends to score a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yep.
1: Um, um, but yeah, so there's Brinko, Josh Otakar, Rapana, Chris Lawrence, Corey Oates, um, and what's his name? The other second row from the Broncos. Tio. Tio. Yep. But I'm, I'm building my... My final 17 now. I don't have time to kind of muck around with those sorts of guys.
0: With it, yeah. I don't think I do either. Um, unless a guy has a massive negative break even and an easy game, like Crichton does this week, and Crichton will be my other trade. Oh, and the other thing with Crichton is my opponent has him as well, so I want to take out that pot.
1: Yeah, I don't mind Crichton, like, because Crichton's draw is so good for the rest of the year that, you know, yeah. you could have him for a while. You're almost buying Crichton, though, as a, as a keeper, I think, at this point. I suppose you could trade him up in a couple of weeks. But, yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking to to try and bring him keepers at this point of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a great cheapie in Bo Ferma. If Bo Ferma wasn't around, I'd probably pay more attention to some of these cheap guys. Yep. Um, But given that he is, I think, take the cheapest guy and and run with it. Obviously, Mm -hmm. there's Tessie as well, who's still pretty cheap, that you could throw in there if you don't have him yet.
0: Yep. I just can. I just finish off talking about two guys. Please. Okay. There's a really good podcast. Um, I'm going to get the name wrong, but uh, uh, the NRL Draftmen. Oh, yeah. um, they 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 mainly play draft, so I don't listen to their podcast that often, even though it is very good. But um, on Twitter, they they put tables every week on what. Each position is averaging against each team. Which is really, really helpful. Right. And usually you'll see something like, you know, the the left center, you know, the 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 highest averaging left center might play against the, the Cowboys as an example, you might average like sixty-eight, and then the next best is sixty-six and then sixty-four, and down to like, I don't know, thirty against the storm or something like that. Right. Right, or oh, so pretty... they
1: actually do the position averages. Against... Position,
0: Yeah, the positional average of each player, of, of each position against each team.
1: On the podcast so... or in?
0: No, 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 on Twitter. Right,
1: right, right, right.
0: It's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, so like, yeah, so so you'll see sort of, you know, uh, let's say a 20-point band in, you know, left second rowers against, against every other team in the comp or something like that, right? Like the, the worst guy might average for, uh, for, oh, sorry, the hardest defense might give you 40 average and the easiest defense might give you 60 average or something like that. Yeah, okay. But there's one position this year that is a massive outlier, like the biggest outlier I've ever seen. And I've, these guys have been doing this for a while now, so I've kind of been watching it week to week.
1: Yeah.
0: Right wing.
1: As in, just now, generally right-wing against everyone?
0: No. Against two particular teams.
1: Okay.
0: So, right-wings are like, yeah, you know, such-and-such such team allows a 50-point average and a 52 and a 54. Like I said, it, like it, the, the bands stay pretty tight. Yeah. Unless you're a right-winger who plays the Sharks.
1: Who plays for the Sharks?
0: No, who plays against the Sharks.
1: Right. At
0: which point you are averaging 88 points a game.
1: Right. So, hang on. Well, okay. So, so, so the first thing there is that that's been bumped up a lot by all-mates 160 on the weekend. Sure. Um, but Who plays but on it, that be, side? I think,
0: it was, I think it was 75 last last week. So it was right. still like ridiculously high. Yeah.
1: Okay. Who who are the who's the defenders on that side for the sharks?
0: It's it's been a mixed bag. So it was Katoa for a couple of weeks, and then I think for Bryce and Goodwin for a week, and they had that other kid in there. Um, yeah,
1: Talakai or something.
0: Talakai yeah,
1: or someone else.
0: Yeah. So this week it'll be it'll be Katoa or um, Ronaldo.
1: And who's the center on that side? Uh and Goodwin. Right, okay. All right. So who's I've forgotten who's now, playing the sharks this week. Which we were already.
0: Wait, wait, wait a second. Like the third the like the third best team the, the, the third easiest defense against right wingers is like twenty points lower average, right? It's a heat. it's a massive jump. Yeah, Seventy five. What if I now told you that wasn't the highest average? there is a team worse than the Sharks.
1: For right wingers to score against them.
0: If you're a right winger, you want to be running against one team more than the Sharks. Okay. The Dogs are allowing a 100-point average to right wingers at the moment.
1: Wow. Yeah, okay. So BMO's had a massive game against them. I'm so, to think of who else. Oh, was it Dane Gagai that scored about a zillion points against them?
0: Yeah, every single player that that plays against them scores a million. Like Katoa, the one week that he scored over 100, that was against the dogs. dogs. Right. Here's the crazy thing there is a team that is playing the dogs this week and the sharks next week.
1: Okay. Who's that?
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm building stuff too much.
1: No, no, it's great. But it's it's the fucking dragons this week. It's the dragons. Oh, so this is your Zach Lomax bullshit.
0: It's not, okay. It, well, it's not bullshit because, or first of all, he's a center. Okay. Ravalava's going to score at least two tries. Like, open a sports bet account for it.
1: So, what you're saying is, oh, God, if it was any other team but the Dragons, I'd be interested.
0: Okay. All right.
1: But yeah, Ravalava. So, Ravalava, pot, pot, absolute...
0: pot of the week. Yeah, he's my pot of the week. Now. There's another team in a couple of weeks that plays the Dogs and then the Sharks immediately after. Yeah. And the right winger of that team... Okay, let me give you another stat. There is about 30 guys who have played every game this this year um, in the center wing. Right? Yeah, okay. So obviously there isn't You know, thirty-two whatever, because some guys are injured and whatever. But thirty guys have played every game. And three or four of those guys. Yeah, three or four of those guys are actually second rowers. Yep. Only one so so take those out. Of the remaining twenty six or twenty seven guys, there's only one that has a single
1: one exactly. And I know exactly. We both started with him. We both started with him, Blake Ferguson. That's right.
0: And he has the Dogs in round 12 and the Sharks in round 13. And the Dragons the week after.
1: Yeah. But is anyone going to pass him the ball?
0: So he's $338,000 at the moment with a 35-point break-even, 38-point average. They're, they're, like, he's hit the floor. There is no way down from here
1: but for Blake. But with Josh field there, like there's no way he's going to get the ball. And Gutho literally can't pass left to right.
0: Fine, but Jai Field is there now. He doesn't have this bulldog sharks thing until around twelve, so he's got two more weeks for Moses to come back. Now, yeah, look, the, the 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 reason why he's not scoring tries is because because like Ryan Madison is a dimensional vortex.
1: <laughs> but you can't even see over him; he's too big. You can't. You can't.
0: But. <laughs> If, if you can at all, like, Blake Ferguson, having scored no tries in the first nine rounds of the competition is a statistical outlier if I've ever seen one.
1: Oh, like it, yeah, t- look, 100%, I agree with you. But, but you've got to look at the, the reasons for that and, and think about, I guess, whether they're going to change and how much they're going to change. And Moses coming back in will help, but it's like Madison doesn't pass... Uh, Wonga Blake doesn't really pass. He's just not getting any good ball. He's gonna he's gonna fall over for a try eventually, but I don't know if he's gonna get a whole bag of them. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I love the analysis, and I think he would be a look, great pod in a couple of weeks. Um, look,
0: I, I've I've said before that head to head, I think, is a much sort of safer game in that you don't have to. You don't have to sort of throw caution to the wind and bring in mega pods, but for an overall player, I think Ravalava Ferguson or Ravalava into Ferguson even, um, and maybe even Reese Robson, who I mentioned a little bit earlier tonight, they are key, key pods.
1: And I mean, how can you go wrong is... with three hundred thirty eight thousand? Yeah, and Lomax is uh actually very good at setting up his wing on. That little ball he threw out to Ravalava last week was It, it was
0: Gidliesque.
1: It was lovely. Yeah. And is actually, I think, becoming a like a pretty good player.
0: As long as he learns how to actually hold onto a ball and not drop it, yeah. he's okay. Yeah. He loves a hit up.
1: The only problem for for Lomax is that uh, the fullback doesn't pass to him very much. No. Uh, oh. He just doesn't pass but- at all very much. But if he does pass, he passes uh, right to left. He's got that good ball to his left winger, but he doesn't seem to pass to his right.
0: Yeah. Dufty also, like...
1: That's what I'm saying, Dufty.
0: Dogs and Sharks has been averaging 69 points so far this season.
1: Yeah, so, so I probably in some ways like Dufty more because I think if the tries are probably going to come from Dufty.
0: Yeah. Yeah, maybe.
1: But yeah, maybe. blah, blah, blah. I like it. Let's see how it goes in the next couple of weeks. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that was great.
0: I enjoyed oh, that. And one, one, one last little tidbit that I noticed. Mm-hmm. The, Warriors, the Warriors are uh, not doing very well, obviously, but they actually haven't played that many good teams. Like, Cowboys have played Roosters and Eels. Dogs have played Roosters and Eels. Broncos have played Roosters and Eels. Titans have played Eels, not the Roosters yet. Warriors have, have not played either of those two teams, and I reckon they'd probably be the two top teams. Yeah. Like yeah.
1: They have Their defence hasn't and, been as bad in terms of tries conceded.
0: Maybe, but of I think
1: field, it's... But it could be related, I, I, correlated to that.
0: Exactly, because they haven't had teams put 60 on them because they haven't played the best teams. And they're going to lose their outside backs in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah.
1: Look, the games against the, the Warriors coming up are, are very juicy. And to give you an idea of how much the Brewsters, like playing the Brewsters or not playing, not having had played the Roosters just yet, makes a difference. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. look at the Roosters stats in attack, particularly yep. since the resumption, yep. It like they are way ahead of the next best team. It's not close. Yeah. They've got yeah. like 10 more tries, 12 more line breaks than the next best team. Like, they mm-hmm. are absolutely flogging people. Anyway. All right. All right. Just quickly... Um, Captaincy choices this week. Do you just go oh, okay. straight up to Desco.
0: So you would, but it's a perfect week for a loop. It's a, like Teddy's in the first game. Most people will have a a center that that they can bring is bring in as a non-player. The number of good centers this week to play are actually not that many. So you might not want to play your, all four of your, four of your best centers anyway. And Nathan Cleary presents a great backup as a captain option if you have him as well.
1: Yes, yes. So I was thinking... So I don't see much
0: downside in vice-captaining Teddy this week, even though he is an every-week captain option.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, the only... So, so there's a couple of things. It's been bucketing down in Sydney all week. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's likely that the cricket ground is going to be a pretty pretty heavy track. Yep. Yep. Um, and I think the forecast is for, for it to keep raining, but it's worth checking what the weather's like tomorrow in Sydney.
0: Sure. But going um, back to the stuff from last week, and this hasn't changed, uh, Raiders give up the most points to fullbacks.
1: They do. They do. So, well, I think it's now the second most, but anyway, it's a lot. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Like, I can still see Teddy doing very well. The only problem for me with looping, is that I have a couple of guys playing this week that potentially might score very badly in the Hammer and Billy Walters. Right. So, I'm going to have to take that into account. But yeah, I agree. Nathan Cleary is potentially a very interesting captain against the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Uh, Potentially Munster against the Titans, although he's coming off that injury. So, there's some risk there. But I I would say Pappenhausen is is an option too, but the problem is obviously that he's another fullback and you'd have to not VCE Teddy and just have the balls to straight up to him.
0: Yep. All right. Well, well, thanks very much for the chat. Thank you. Good luck and, yeah, I'll speak to you tomorrow. Ah, I'll speak to you next week, I should
1: say. Speak to you next week.
0: All right. See ya. See ya. Bye.